and welcome to the Big Apple School podcast, the weekly English show where we speak about everything under the sun. The major goal of this show is to help you improve your English and, of course, learn something new. My name's Katja, I'm your host, and today with me... I'm Gary. Maria. Benjamin. The whole crowd. Everyone's here. So... Today, we're going to discuss the topic that I gave a little bit of a teaser about already. So if you are a careful listener, then you know what the topic is going to be. So and we and know there's mostly careful listeners. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> right. So and just as Everywhere. usual, we want to ask these careful listeners to help us, you know, to help us grow, to help help us improve. So how can you do that? You can support us by subscribing to our pages on Apple, Yandex, Google, VK, or any other platform where you listen to our podcast. How else? You can rate and review our podcast, give us stars, leave comments, ask questions, and even send your ideas about next episodes. All of that really helps us to improve. So and be out there in the top. I think we're now actually in the top 10 of the educational podcasts. And all of that is thanks to to you, dear listeners. Oh, Educational so podcasts on what, in what? Well, at least, on at iTunes? least on, I don't think on iTunes because it's international, <laughs> but on VK for sure, we are in the top 10. Oh, wow. That's why mm, I came right. here today to educate myself <laughs> by listening to oh, clever people. Oh, wow. She's starting. I, I, <laughs> I'm in a very high of, opinion of, <laughs> um, of, clever of my intellectual, you know, abilities. So we are here with Masha to listen to Benjamin <laughs> and Gary <laughs> talk about... In, in the vain hope that there will be some wisdom here. More than you might find in 15 minutes on Wikipedia. Well, wisdom <laughs> well, definitely and more than, informative stuff and, yeah. Well, definitely more than you can find you know, within 15 minutes of Wikipedia because our podcast is about an hour long. So, you know, one hour of best quality <laughs> knowledge and information. Best summaries of the best yes, knowledge. Of, of the best Wikipedia articles. <laughs> no, I, it's not Come all on. for me. And precious uh, experience <laughs> of life. Exactly. So, yeah. So, but we are today, we're here today to talk about that thing that I've mentioned last time that I saw Gary and Benjamin, which was space. But it would be, you know, maybe not fair to talk only about space today. So that's why we're going to have... Too small of a topic. <laughs> <laughs> too... <laughs> so let's broaden that out. Space is a little too small for it's this podcast. It's too limited. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> let's, let's broaden that out with what else? With ocean. Because, you know, ocean. there's this constant debate. What should we explore we as humanity, ocean or space? And I want to start with ocean and ask you, how much do you actually know about it? So 70% of the world mass, I believe, is water. 70. Yeah, I 70 or 75 70. even. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is how the human body, the human body is also 70% water. So a cucumber is 90% water. We're basically a cucumber covered with skin. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a watermelon? Well, now we're getting a little too deep here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Into the ocean. It's not that topic. Yes. Let, let's uh, leave let's, biology yeah. <laughs> till next yeah, time. That's, that's yeah. next time. Teaser for next time. Teaser yes. for next time. Fruits and vegetables next time. Are we cucumbers or watermelons? <laughs> well, it depends on your, you know, figure type. I'm definitely more of a is it Is it a topic of conspiracy theories? <laughs> oh, wow. We have a lot of things covered over here. But okay, so 75% of our planet is water. What else do you know about ocean? And 95% of this water is not explored yet. Mm -hmm. So it means that I personally know like almost nothing, close to nothing. So even, even, yeah, even despite the fact that I watched some um, like um, not scientific but kind of popular TV shows when I was a child about Ocean exploration made by Jacques Cousteau. Do you know this guy? Oh, I don't know. French guy who was a, an ocean explorer and a scientist and an inventor. Uh, well, he was he was a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But actually, it's so hard to imagine that it's only five percent. Yeah, we know five percent right. or less. Well, it's a big it's a big amount of water. Yeah. Well, to, fair to, enough. Fair enough. <laughs> right. I actually have a question. 
now remember your school days. Okay. I'm trying. I'm no, trying. <laughs> I wish yes. you could see Gary's face right now. So he's, he's trying so hard to remember. Remember yes. your geography lessons. How were you taught? How many oceans are there? Well, aren't we all taught this? There are seven oceans. Uh, or seven continents. Seven, seven yeah. Seven, seven continents. So Ben was not listening carefully. Okay. <laughs> geography have, have, I love geography. <laughs> I love yeah. geography. This is but seven <laughs> oceans. Well, uh, four, wait, 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 four so I guess, yeah. Uh, the Pacific, the Indian, the Atlantic, and the North Ocean, right? Or something. Well, I, I, I'm not sure about the fourth one. I mean, is it is it the ocean or it's, is it not? There's not a lot of oceans, actually. There's so, Pacific, Atlantic, and then Indian, yeah? Pacific, it's, Atlantic, Indian. You said the well, Arctic Ocean? Yeah, oh, because Ocean. well, I, uh, when I was at school, we had only three oceans. Oh wow! Well, when that I was, was a long, long time ago. When, when I was at school, we had nine, <laughs> yes. nine planets in our solar system. That's now we true. have eight. So, so the reason, <laughs> things are yeah. changing. The reason why I ask is that, for example, um, I remember being told that there are four oceans: so Pacific, Atlantic, Arctic, and Indian. And then I talked to um, some of my students, and they're like. You know, we, we had the topic of genitive singular and genitive plural. I'm like, how many oceans are there? And they said five. I'm like, wait a second. What, what, what do you mean five? There are four oceans. They're like, uh, no, there is Atlantic, Pacific, Arctic, Indian and South Ocean. I'm like, South now Ocean? I haven't heard about that. And I went to, you know, check that. Guess where? <laughs> well, where else would you go? So and it turned it turned out to be true. There are five oceans. It's just. You know, earlier they used to stick to the, you know, to the theory that there are four. Now they have, you know, separated one of them as a separate ocean, which is the right. South Ocean. Well, there's a phrase in English. It's it's the seven seas. That's probably why I said seven. Uh, yeah, yeah, it might be. Across yeah. the seven seas is like, a, it's sort of a, is it a metonymy or something? Or something what? like that? Metonymy. One of those Greek like words. Metaphorical, for, yeah. yeah. Like... Uh, Certain mm -hmm. kind because of because I do remember very vividly hearing. Yeah, well, it's it's a it's, it's a phrase. It yeah. it's like the whole world. I've been across yeah. the seven seas. Yeah. Means very I've been very far everywhere. Away. Uh -huh. in, yeah. Okay, across the globe. How so many seas have you been to? Boy, I've <laughs> seven Pacific and Atlantic, not the Indian. Not but I mean, what about the seas? I know it's not oh, the, seas, the topic yeah, of the well, ocean, but I'm just curious since you've mentioned seven, because I've been to zero. <laughs> I've never seen a sea with, you know, with my own eyes. What about Boston? Did you not check out the coast? But it's the ocean. Oh, sorry. You're talking about seas now. Yeah, seas are what the Caribbean and uh, the, uh, uh, the the Bering Sea, Bering Sea mm -hmm. yeah. between Alaska and Russia. And uh, of course, the Sea of Ahotsk. Yeah. Well... You know how I used to think that Obskoy is a sea when I was a kid. Oh, they call. I was it very well. I was very disappointed when it turned out it isn't. Yeah. All right, and um, yeah, I don't know what other seas. There's probably it would seem like there's even more than seven if you start. Oh yeah, yeah there are so many be, of yeah. them. So many. Yeah. Okay. It's south, just, I just south, got curious. South, you know, South since China Sea. Yes, the South China Sea. It's off yeah. of China and goes into Malaysia. I yeah. am so bad. That's yeah, that, that's so yeah, bad. That's a, a heavily contested area and there's yeah, warships. No. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Okay, next time we have a map in front of us. <laughs> I think yeah. that would help, actually, yeah. <laughs> I no, think no, would. That, would, that would ruin the spontaneity. I just desperately <laughs> want to have a map right here. <laughs> so, and what about the history of ocean's ex you know, exploration? So, what do you know about it? Mr. Thomas Cook, that's one famous name that we can add to it. Christopher Columbus. Can you, can you, you know, give us the time frame maybe? I mean, what century was that? I mean, Columbus was 1419. 15th century. 15th but, uh, century. I the just, end of the 15th uh, I actually opened a real book. You'll be pleased to know. Not, Indeed. Not Wikipedia, Wikipedia, but I opened a real book with pages in it. That's commitment. <laughs> right. That's, that's the kind of commitment yeah. it takes to have a great, one of the top 10 podcasts. Exactly. On Vika. Uh, but uh, anyway, the the uh, exploration, just a little bit about this. It was the 15th century was when it started. Mm -hmm. So Columbus was 1492, famous date. But the, the Portuguese were kind of the first to really get systematic about it. 
I learned this from this book. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a fellow named Henry the Navigator in Portugal. And this became a national project of Portugal, which is kind of a small country and mm-hmm. faces the Atlantic and so doesn't face Europe. And so kind of looking out mm-hmm. by geogra- geographical position and uh, led by this I guess he was, what, king of theirs, he who was interested in exploration. They began to explore down into Africa. There was some kind of a war there with the uh, with the Muslims at the time and then beyond, which indicated there was a lot of wealth there mm-hmm. because it happens at the place that they won the battle and it was full of all kinds of wealth that had come across Africa through all these trade routes that were already there. Mm-hmm. And so this intrigued him uh, for a variety of reasons. And so they began to just explore down the coast of Africa gradually, gradually, gradually. And over 150 years as kind of a national project, they ended up finally going around the Cape of Good Hope, which is the mm-hmm. bottom of yeah. Africa, and then up to toward India where there were already trade routes Mm-hmm. Uh, from East uh, East Africa, and this is that why Angola speaks Portuguese. Why Mozambique speaks Portuguese? Mm-hmm. You have many different yeah, colonies. Yeah, there's Goa that, in India, yeah. and uh, and uh, I Macau do wish we had a map. And, yeah, but anyhow, so that he, that was kind of the the uh, the eastern part. Well, of wait, it. you've mentioned the uh, the Cape of Good Hope. Was that the voyage of Vasco da Gama? Yes, in like the fifteen. Yeah, it something? was. I think it was late late. 14. Oh, 1598. I have oh, some. Oh, 1598. Have, wow, that's The later. voyage of Vasco da Gama. Okay, the that's the one where he, he went around the world? Is that, anyway, mm. I hope I'm not giving bad information. I wonder what his boat was like, What, <laughs> how he survived on that boat for all that time. Because obviously nowadays we have such luxuries that we could not... Yeah, well, they, they were, imagine. of course, stopping. They were, they were, as I understand it, they were hugging the coast. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they were So not, they never, they never I mean, went to know while, to Well, do. after a while, they did go out, which is, by the way, how the, the Portuguese ended up in Brazil. Yeah. Was that one of their boats kind of went off course. Mm, it was mm-hmm. trying to go around Africa and Africa and South America. Well, kind, yeah, of course, because at, at that time, they did not have that advanced navigation. No, no, yeah. they were at the mercy of you know, events, shall we say, na- of natural forces. And so they that's how uh, the Portuguese ended up involved in Brazil uh, yeah. Yeah. through that. But of course, you know, if we think about, you know, all these like water exploration, it all started even before that. I mean, you know, people have been interested in what's sure. down there in the water, like since like 4000 BC when when they started you know diving you know to see what's there and then we had in what um 980 we had vikings expeditions right you right. know to right. to explore what's out, what's what's out there to conquer the countries so where did they go they they went to iceland to colonize iceland greenland mm-hmm. newfoundland and they so, ended up right so they ended up in, in Canada or mm-hmm. North America, yeah. Yeah, so, but it is, you know, it is indeed interesting how all these ships looked and what what, what they were like. Because, you know, when I think of Vikings, you know, I imagine these huge ships that are impossible, you know, to, to, to destroy. But maybe that's because, you know, of different uh, books and films and whatnot. But. And how these ships were powered by pure human strength well at least those viking sh- ships and yeah, i guess that was, it, was rowing what, oars you know? yeah i don't think did they had not have sails they didn't have sails the, por- the portuguese sure. of course had sails i think you know yeah which, but still yeah mm-hmm. it's fascinating I, I, i've just seen many years ago i remember looking at a book and reading about surgeries on old ships and for instance if something bad happened to you you would have your arm or whatever limb amputated on the ship and it was just it was a well it was either that or would be thrown you know above the well what is it overboard overboard yeah overboard yeah yeah. so yeah it's kind of like the lesser evil in this case to be eaten by a shark to drown or to have your limb cut off. Yes. It's an old, old mid- medieval situation, standard medieval <laughs> you know choice. You know what's interesting though? So uh, Vasco da Gama, it was 1598. But then in 1620, which was only 22 years later, 
there was a first submarine that was invented. Of course, it did not look, you know, the way we would imagine it now, but it was, you know, a wooden um, submarine-shaped thing, which was reinforced with metal and then covered with leather. Yeah, there's nothing as solid for a submarine as a good leather covering. <laughs> right. But of course, you know, it was not... Yeah. Well, it was... Um, the really human, the human force. So they had the the oarsmen. Yeah. Oh boy. So Can how you, deep would that go? About one meter deep or something. To like? be honest, when I read about that, I thought that it would just go all the way down and never go <laughs> it up. Probably yeah. did. Yes, it probably. <laughs> you know, all the metal, <laughs> and you have no engines. The plan was to come back up, <laughs> like but the, the results were disappointing. Just, just yes. a weird looking coffin, basically. <laughs> well, they never yeah. said, you know, that they would go up. You know, you would explore the ocean. Well, you would. It's we just, just never said you would go up <laughs> and take all your secrets to your grave. <laughs> right, yes. To just your watery shock, grave. Shock you in the sea. And the- you know, speaking of submarines, not connected with the exploration, but I have a story. So um, when my mom and I, we, we were going to China in 2011, we tried to get our father with us. Like, come on, let's go with us. You've never been abroad. And he said, I have been abroad. Like, no, you haven't. Where have you been? He's like, in Vietnam, which just didn't go to the surface. So uh, he was on a submarine oh, in wow. Vietnam. Like, that does not count. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I guess if you fly over a country, it doesn't count. So I guess... It doesn't. I would yeah. even say if you're at the airport of the country, it doesn't even count. Yeah, it doesn't really count. Unfortunately. So we've decided that. <laughs> so sorry, that sorry for all those <laughs> listeners who have been <laughs> counting counting their countries. So... I have I have a question to Benjamin. Do you remember anything about Cutisark? Because oh, also yes, I remember I remember in visiting London, it in Greenwich. Uh, in Greenwich, yeah. So what what role did that play? What was it useful? To be honest, I'm quite embarrassed. I actually can't say. But I, I just remember playing next to the boat. It was quite fun. <laughs> it was quite a fun boat to look at. <laughs> right. so it's in Greenwich. It's right by the River Thames, and it's just docked there. And oh, is it is it the one in Greenwich or is it the boat? By on the South Bank. It is in Greenwich. It's in Greenwich. So that is the Cutty Sock. Yeah, I just remember the loads of kids who play around it. Who go it's and, huge. Yeah. It's this, like a museum this, now. This was yeah. like from the the end of the age of sail, right? And so there were there was a thing to race to India, right? It was. I remember that it was used as you know to to bring the uh, you know this. Uh, that, that's what I try to remember. Did it go to China or to India? Because I remember maybe it was China, bringing you know maybe China, probably China. Because I remember when you're inside, there are a lot of interactive exhibits for the kids. Well, I was very curious, so, you know, for me as well. So, and I remember remember seeing big, you know, huge boxes with the word tea on it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I remember so something about been. silk. So, but I don't remember when it was used. So I hoped, I hoped you would remember. I actually do not know. I, sh- I really should know, to be honest. I th- I th- I'm going to guess yeah. based on nothing that it was, or based on almost nothing that it was maybe uh, like nineteenth. Well, it was before. It was before powered mm-hmm. engines, which was like maybe the. It would have to be. It would have to be the 18th century. Have to be the 1700s, like yeah. that. But it's a it's a very big and beautiful ship. Yeah, you the, can go the ships inside. were beautiful. Yeah. There are a couple of ships. I can't remember the name of the other ship. There's also a great ship um, on the South Bank in London for anyone who goes to London. Definitely check it out. Um, if you're a school child, you can spend the night there on, on the, oh, on the wow. boats, which is pretty cool. Like, and, seriously? Yeah, I think, yeah, I remember my brother had a sleepover or something on the boat with some school friends. I think it was a little oh, wow. school organized event. Wow. Have you ever have you ever been um maybe in a museum or something in a submarine? Like have you ever had a chance to go like in inside? No. I believe I did. I can't remember which one it was, but submarines are so fascinating. They're one of my favorite type of transport. Topic. I mean, it's just <laughs> such a scary thing to get involved with, but I'm so fascinated by it. Yeah, remember all these like movies about catastrophes happening on submarines? Oh man, yeah. I've been fascinated by the documentaries about U-boats, the Nazi yeah. U-boats and how terrible they were, but how <clears throat> vicious they were at fighting and and how I mean, it was a They really were really s- destructive, yeah. Yeah, it was a what really scary experience. So they were Nazi submarines that 
essentially attacked merchant ships traveling from America to the UK to bring over supplies. Mm. And they would sink all the supplies because obviously the UK relied on the US for for food and other weaponry, etc. Mm-hmm. And the U-boats were vicious and absolutely terrifying to be on. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> essentially there would be times when there were no there was no light inside and they were all just cramped together in this tiny metal coffin and yeah it was oh, wow yeah check out the documentaries on youtube it's, yeah you 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 u-boat is like undersea boat mm-hmm. undersea boat or something yeah. we're german yeah mm-hmm. if you ever go to baikal by the way you can get a chance to go inside in a museum to go inside a submarine uh you know it's tiny which i used to explore you know the deep lake life you know to, yeah so yeah, you can get inside and now they're working on the interactive, you know, screen so they can show you what the explorers, you know, and the scientists saw at the bottom of the Lake Baikal. Yeah. So if you ever go, check this out. I, but actually, was this the boat that President Putin went on, which you went to the bottom to see? I remember seeing a it video like that. Yeah. Yeah, it might be so. It might be so. Yeah. yeah. All right. So and then if we continue talking about the exploration of the ocean... <laughs> I'm sorry. I I wish you could see Masha's face right now. It's you, are you it's absorbing? She's, she's yes, learning so much. Yeah, that's yeah. the look of someone really learning a lot. Enlightened, <laughs> yes, being yes. enlightened, right? So, and then um, in 1853, they started researching the deep sea life because until then, you know, there have been a lot of debate as to whether you know um, sea is present, you know, under well, 500 meters and, and lower. So, and then um, there was a coast survey that examined, um, you know, the east coast of the of, of the US and they did find indications of life in depths over 6,000 feet, which is like 1,800 meters. So, and that was in 1853. So, and I think that's fascinating, you know, that they could go that... How, did they go that deep? They well, didn't go that deep. But I, they, I don't think they went, you know, in like a submarine, but how, that's how a would question, they though. do that? How would they measure that at that point? That's a good question. Something to look up. Actually, maybe they were doing something as weird as putting out a rope with a weight on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you probably could, just, you could to, just to measure. Yeah. yeah, just, just, I mean, literally a physical, not a rope, but a, like a steel, but how would steel they, cable. But how would that give them, you know, an indi- indication of sea life? Oh, they're looking for life. Yeah, so they indicated well, that there is sea they, life. If they pulled something up, I don't know. How how in the world would you do that without... Well, something to look up, I guess. And then in 1925, they started the mapping of the ocean floor. So it is still, you know, a work in progress, of course, given that we only know about 5% of the ocean. So, yeah, and they started with um, uh, the German vessel Meteor, which sailed around the Atlantic Ocean, taking these, you know, detailed measurement. Is the word for the profession an oceanographer? Is that yeah. what an o- mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So my sister's friend right now is in... Oh, my goodness. What is the sea that is above um, Murmansk? So in the north the of Russia. The White Sea? Is that the White... I think Bielemoria. so. Is it, the white it might be, or is it? Uh... So any anyhow. So my my sister's my sister's friend is right now working on the mapping of the of the sea floor and like ocean, not the ocean floor, the sea floor. Yeah, in the in, the, in that part. Yeah. Okay. And isn't the deepest part of the world isn't it something like Mariana's Trench, something like yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. How how deep is it? It's. It's crazy deep. I think something like seven miles deep, which is. I think it's. I think it's like Everest is vertically above ground. It's like thirty-five thousand feet, which would be yeah. about seven. That's seven the, miles, yeah, six, that's the six, altitude a commercial airliner flies at. Yeah. Eleven, so eleven kilometers. Oh, you and your feet. Yeah, probably <laughs> yeah. eleven kilometers sounds. Well, anyone in aviation uses feet, essentially. I, I believe Russian pilots use feet, have to use feet too. Might be so, yeah. Yeah. 
But we, you know, simple people who do not understand this. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think the uh, Mariana, what is it called? The Mariana? I think it's called Trench. 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 Yeah. Trench, Mariana. It's like 11. I can't, I can't remember the exact this. depth, but it's it's bloody deep. <laughs> it's really deep. Yeah. I, yeah. Have you ever heard about any crazy discoveries? I mean, something that was discovered in the ocean or found in the ocean. Like the Bermuda Triangle or something? Something scary, mysterious. One of the... Oh, let's... let's um, we can talk about Let's it. Let's leave it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're definitely going to talk about it. We can talk about it now. So what Why what not? what do you know about it? So what was it? What is it? Well, I just know a lot of aircraft and a lot of boats that have approached that particular area have disappeared. Well, actually, it has been a long time since I last read or heard about it. Uh, I thought that maybe they finally explored it, but well, I guys. think they just avoid it. You know, when you when they plan the route. Like the, uh, you know, when you go on a plane or on a boat, they just try to... So you it's know, still a mystery, a isn't it? I believe it is a... Okay. Yeah, it's... I think, you know, people Restricted think like, airspace, it, yeah. Yeah, of, yeah, restricted airspace. It sort yeah. of became a thing, I think, in the 70s, maybe, that it became a pop, popular yeah. phenomenon. Wait, so yeah. first of all, where is it? Well, Bermuda is what off of Florida. It's in the it's in the Atlantic. Would it be North Atlantic Ocean? I'm not sure it's around Bermuda. I think it, the it, point starts from Bermuda. Maybe it's somewhere between. It could be around Bermuda. Obviously, it is it's between called, Bermuda and the Car- no Miami and Puerto Rico. Oh wow! Yeah, that's slower than I thought it was. <clears throat> okay, so. Yeah. So, and what what is yeah? So the idea is that a lot of uh, airplanes strange and things happen there. Strange. Ooh, that's what that Spooky. actually gave rise to a lot of guess what conspiracy theories. Sure. So, what theories have you heard of? Oh, to be honest, I haven't heard of any theories. May I mean maybe something to do with UFOs, perhaps. Yeah, would make sense. Yeah. I don't even know if they had it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. When, like when, the when, aliens uh, kidnap uh, um, ships and crafts from there. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I have just invented. Uh, okay. It's actually one of the main theories that it's like a supernatural. That's the most solid theory. Yeah. <laughs> right. The rest of them are pretty speculative, but that one sounds pretty solid. That's exactly what is happening. Of course. Of course. How else would you explain it? <laughs> right. There's no explaining it except that. Yeah, I'm satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go explore? <laughs> Meet the aliens? Not right now. Oh, yeah, kind of far. You know, it would take and a lot that's of time. how the ocean is connected to space, by the way. <gasps> yeah. Ah, the well, secret see, connection. See what Maria has done over here. <laughs> that's right. Still waters run deep. <laughs> and she was holding back. Pretending that like, we know my, a lot about oceanography and here was, she is uniting space and water. I was looking at Maria like, do you have anything to say? And you know, I can see that you're like, not my time to shine yet. Not my time to shine yet. Now is my time to shine. Now, <laughs> get out the sunglasses. <laughs> Prepare to be completely blinded. But you know, funny as it may sound, actually a lot of people believe this theory that, you know, since there is no explanation as to why the aircrafts, you know, have disappeared or ships have disappeared, they say, oh, this is supernatural. This is definitely supernatural. It might be the aliens. It might be the... Well, it's one of the theories about the aliens. One more theory is that there is some kind of, a, you know, a uh, deep sea monster who devours, you know, the ships and whatever. So maybe the stories about Cthulhu are not that, you know, fake. Not fake, but fiction. You never know, you know. But uh, the scientists say that most likely it's about the um, hurricanes and changes in weather, you know, that happen in that that in that area. So, but yeah, but it's still up to the deba- debate. Yeah, I guess a lot of people just think, you know, better safe than sorry. We're not going there. Correct. Yeah. Well, there are quite a few restricted airspaces, for instance, over over um, Everest around that southern part of China and around Nepal is restricted airspace because if anything happens, you can end yeah. up dying. And I guess Bermuda... There are a lot of situations want... when you fly an airplane where you can end up dying, but okay. Yeah. 
Well, I, I mean, mean, if you have an air crash, you no, know. No, I mean, if, if you... Cr- sorry, I should have explained that better. If you crash, there's no way of being saved. It's really difficult to be saved. Ah, okay. And, yeah, and when aircraft fly over large oceans, they need to have special ratings. I think it's called ETOPS rating. So See how Benjamin got us back to uh, the aviation. <laughs> but yeah. we're still keeping about oceans here. So <laughs> if, if, you, if, you, yes. if you fly over the Pacific Ocean, just imagine if there's an emergency of a plane... For instance, you can't just land anywhere in the ocean. Thank you so much, Benjamin. So that's exactly what I'm going to think so about. If you want to fly from Hong Kong to Los Angeles, I, I definitely implore you. You know, it's like it's like, you know, your friends before you go, you know, fly, they're like, have you seen it, you know, the news? <laughs> right. It's like when I was taking the train, remember I told you, I think I might have told you about it. When I was taking the train from uh Portland, Oregon to Seattle, uh it was Amtrak. And before my train, Ah. just one week or like even like five days before that, the same very train going, the same very route got off the track. So there was, you know, a crash. And they're like, have you seen the news? Have you seen the news? I'm like, I haven't, but I hate you right now. So all my way from, you know, from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, I was looking out the window and I was thinking, because most of the way is you have a mountain on the right. I mean, literally it's like one meter away from you, an ocean on the left. And I just kept thinking, Okay, if we go off the rails now, I'm dead. So, Benjamin, that's not what you say to people. Because <laughs> now I'm going to be paranoid when flying. Well, it's not like you're going to fly tomorrow. You will forget. Just don't listen to this podcast before you fly. That's, that's right. Yeah, don't don't review good. that. What was that a thing that was so dangerous again? I my yeah, flights yeah. tomorrow. No, no, no. I was supposed to forget that. Okay, let me not think let about it. Let me load that. that one on my <laughs> on my, way. my phone. <laughs> that's right. Just listen to it all the way uh, to the airport. Yeah. And on the way, you know. <laughs> right. On a plane. Yeah. Right, so right any here. other crazy discoveries? Do you know of? Well, those multicolored fish at the bottom of the sea. You know, those fish that have electronic LED-like lights. Mm. Oh, wow. Them. It is absolutely insane. Have you Having seen... Having the party deep- over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that are like... What do they call them? I have uh, no idea. Lumin- lumin- not luminescent, but there's something... Well, sounds about right, actually. Some- but they're absolutely amazing. They look like... A Tokyo building. It is, it's, it's absolutely Aww. amazing. And I know that, you know, um, yeah. for a long time, there have been, you know, theories that there can't be any, you know, life too deep down there. Mm. But then when they discovered, you know, some fish uh, that live nearly, you know, at the bottom, like the blobfish. Yeah, uh, the blobfish. I, was, I was actually going to mention the blobfish. Yeah. They- Blob. Yeah. Okay. And what about the um, immortal jellyfish? Have you heard about the immortal jellyfish? So it lives for how long? It's in the word immortal. Uh, no, Make a the, guess. How, how, how long does the, so, uh, the yes. thing live for? I mean, no, I, I'm, I'm it's curious, literally yeah. It's literally immortal. So they don't think that it can, it ever dies. So because they have uh, found this uh, jellyfish and apparently has the ability to revert back to its how do you call it like polyp stage so it's juvenile oh, wow. stage when it faces you know any kind of uh, danger so basically it escapes death so every time it it's you know some kind of death danger it just reverts back to being a juvenile just goes and lives for as long as it wants to until it faces you know death again so if you if you believe in reincarnation you don't want to be reincarnated as this immortal <laughs> but you know the scientists thing. scientists yeah. when they discovered this they had a lot of hope because now they're trying to um you know research this this jellyfish because they uh believe that this may hold the cure to cancer because you know if they find the mechanism that helps us to regenerate to revert back they might use it you know to apply to our cells so they have a lot of hope about this jellyfish so they are they are redoing you know a lot of research on it so yeah yeah okay. well i know t- oh, tortoises live a long time too but maybe not immortal yeah they just I, how long can they live like five Over 150 six? years i believe they live a long time But you got to be a tortoise all that time. So it's not all glamour and. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long time. It's a dream of an introvert. (laughs) Slow. Don't see other, you know, people or something, especially if you are somewhere on Galapagos. Yeah. 
dream life of an introvert, really. All right. But don't be discouraged, introverted listeners. We're not comparing you to a giant sea tortoise. They are marvelous creatures. Well, they are marvelous. So if you, I would take it as a compliment, you know. Like if I'm compared to like a cow that might, you know, raise some questions. Tortoises don't swim. They don't don't swim. Yeah. Tortoises. Turtles. Turtles swim. swim. Tortoises. Tortoises don't. Yeah. Well, in Russian, they're called suha putnia. So dry path. So yeah. Yeah. But both of them, you know, both tortoises and turtles live a long life, like yeah. more than a hundred something years. So, yeah. All yeah. right. And now let's use that way passage from the Bermuda Triangle to space <laughs> and beautiful, talk a little. <laughs> beautiful transition. Teleport. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> I hope you podcast listeners were listening carefully. <laughs> Right to that. <laughs> I've been I've been waiting to you know use this joke since Masha has mentioned this. So All right. you know, okay, you know, the, the time. The, it doing was my the t- best. It was the time. I'm not a you know a very funny person, but I'm trying. Sometimes you're fine. Well, speaking of space, we just had Jeff Bezos. We just had Richard Branson, and who else? Just the two of them. I just think. the two of them. Yeah. I believe there was Whoever a third. We still no. have Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah, exactly. But, but he is a little bit behind right now, yeah? yeah he's a yeah. Well, lagging. let's he's, say he's, he's not lagging. He's, he's not lagging. behind. He just has... He's waiting. ...different right, he's priorities. Waiting. So he would never, you know, go that uh, you know that low as to go to the surface of... The, no. No. But uh, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson. So what's what about them? Well, I know Jeff Bezos went up with a an older lady. Yep. And like she, 82 or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he spent 10 minutes in space, I believe. Well, technically it was not space. It was oh, like it was, the, the age of space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So technically, you know, he did that. Uh, and he said that he wanted to get this, you know, the pin that they, uh, the astronauts get, get, you know, when they go to space from, you know, they get this pin from NASA, like I'm an astronaut. So, but NASA said that. <laughs> it says right on it. Right I'm on it. I'm an astronaut. <laughs> right, but yeah. they say that he cannot call himself an astronaut because technically he never went to space. And then later they restricted the rules and now they say that an astronaut is not only somebody who just went into space, but also somebody who has, you know, helped the industry or helped the research somehow. So, and Jeff Bezos did nothing like that. So he never helped, you know, never helped NASA, never held any research. He did nothing like that. He just flew to the edge of space and that's what he did. So they say, we can't, we can't accept that. No pin. No pin, Jeff. No pin. Sorry. No pin. Do you <laughs> no, actually... no, I'm an astronaut pin. No, no. Not even not even a postcard, you know. Nothing like that. You are a mere tourist. A mere tourist, yeah, but a, a very, just... very rich one. Actually, have well, you do, had... do you mean mirrors in the mirror space station? <laughs> or do you mean like a mirror nice. in the mirror space station? Oh, good one. Nice one. Fourth so what else what else do you know about uh, Bezos Branson well I yeah. read that uh, Bezos went uh, higher but uh, Branson spent more time mm. uh, in, in space or on the age of space uh, like about an hour mm-hmm yeah, and actually they went like almost together within like one week difference, mm-hmm. yeah. which is interesting. Right. Well, I think the way that worked was that Bezos had announced months ahead uh-huh. that he's going to do this thing. And then Branson decides, well, if you're going to do that thing, I'm going to do the same thing, but a little bit earlier. <sighs> yeah. Have you... Heard about Bezos and NASA. So right now, NASA, you know, the NASA space exploration program is working together with Elon Musk and they are paying him 200, 200 million, I think. So in order to, you know, create the, uh, the, the rockets and, you know, and provide all of that. So Jeff Bezos said, if you work with me and my company, I will pay you 300 million. So now NASA is seriously considering because now they are paying Elon Musk 200 million. And if they work with Bezos, he will pay (laughs) them 300 million. All right. 
Well, this is the kind of thing you can do if you're worth a uh, hundred billion dollars plus. Oh yeah, if you, you have can, a lot of zeros in your account, yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, now he's trying to <clears throat> All to right. steal the spotlight. Something about this doesn't appeal to my sense of the way space. What, what is be. it? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me guess. Hmm. Well, I remember. I know it's on our outline, but we're. I remember that when could this, be a smooth transition, I, Gary. Well, it probably won't be. But I remember the space program when it was a space program in the '60s, and uh, it was extremely serious. It had it had a political aspect. It it was a kind of a national mobilization. It was extremely. People respected the danger of it. They respected the accomplishment that was involved. It it took like I don't know, ten percent of the budget for for like ten years. The entire federal budget. It just two hundred thousand people were involved in the whole thing to make it happen. And uh, I mean, it was just an extremely serious, sober thing. Yeah, and well, this, the way it is now, it's sort of, uh, you know... Entertainment. Yeah, it's an entertainment Just, Well, thing, but it's which still, is, you know, there's still a lot of research being done. They yeah, still, no, you know, they still need a lot of funding. But what is different now, I guess, is that they need even more funding than they used to need because now it's further. You know, they have bigger goals. They need more resources. And, well, money is one of the most important resources they need. Yeah. yeah, and there's plenty of money in the private sector. I mean, I understand why they're well, doing then, yeah. it. Yeah, and and it it is. I'm sure it's put dynamism in the process that wouldn't be there if it's the government trying mm-hmm. to do something. You know, mm-hmm. but it's just the atmosphere of it. You know, with you got branding and mm-hmm. you know everything's got. Well, uh, I would know, say the, that most of the uh, you know. Most of science, no matter what kind of science that is, is now financed by the private sector, whether we want it or not. Well, obviously you have the Chinese government too, which... Yeah, which is now, there's a political aspect, kind of. Yeah. What about it? The Chinese government has, well, China has its own space program as well. Oh, yeah. Do you know anything about it? Not too much. I believe they have aspirations to go to the moon. Why? They, I believe they, they do. I'm not too sure exactly. Maybe sure for satellites. Yeah, I no, don't know. Do. Maybe. Because I remember we once uh, talked about it when we talked about the conspiracy theories that now basically, you know, there's no need to go there to the moon because the point was just to prove at thing. the time. At yeah. The time, and now yeah. it's not like it was. It's not, there's even not a real space race. I don't think, at this moment. So they have some kind of a different yeah, well, the goal Chinese, then? The well, maybe perhaps to disrupt telecommunication systems of other superpowers, perhaps that could be a reason why if you have that kind of power or leverage over a country, then perhaps it's definitely worth sending up a couple of rockets. And, or, yeah, and, and it's, it's still just the, the old national pride, you know. Does the same. not sound very... Promising would, to our yeah, safety yeah. as a world, but okay. It does not. It does not, yeah. But it's also just national. It's still just national pride, and China is the new guy on the block and the, and the, and the proverbial elephant in the room. <laughs> um, I mean, but everybody's talking about them, so it's not like they're not, uh, uh, they're not known. Um, but so I think they're, uh, well, the, the U.S. went to, I think they, the, the, the Chinese recently landed on the other, the dark side of the moon, mm. and which other countries had not done. They've done that. I think they went to Mars. A lot of people went to Mars at the same time. United <laughs> Arab Emirates went to went to Mars. Oh, it's a real so. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. United Arab Emirates went to Mars. Want want to go well, to Mars? No, they sent a. But not a human. No, not a human. Well, no, nobody yeah. has gone. Well, so to they sent a like a robot module kind of thing. Something. To, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, there have been plenty. An exploration, a yeah. scientific, like a pure, a poor curiosity who sings happy birthday to itself once a year. <laughs> right. Something. Have like you that. heard about how uh, when they want? How do you call this thing like curiosity? Like what is it? A, it's what a it's station. A, it's not a station. How no, would you call a, this? It's a what is? It's not. It's not a module, is it? 
I was going to say module, yeah. Okay, let's, a, call, let's call it a module. All right. So have you heard a story how before Curiosity, the uh, well, NASA was sending another module to Mars, but there was a little bit of miscommunication when they thought that the data was in miles and feet and kilo, uh, and uh, pounds and everything. So they applied that, but it was initially in kilograms, kilometers and whatnot. So, and they crashed the module on the surface of Mars. It, I, never, it never did anything. It just did crashed yeah. upon landing yeah. because there was miscommunication in the, you know, in all that. So, yeah. Can you imagine crashing a multi million dollar module because you misunderstood something oh my goodness sounds ridiculous it does but right? it's possible you know what i was surprised about is that space is you know we have the same situation with space as we do with ocean only four to five percent of visible universe is explored so only four we still do not so know what would be surprised if it was even that much mm-hmm yeah, would, but that would be like it would be point oh oh oh. Yeah, but five. we were talking about visible universe, and yeah, then well, even the visible universe and is just still it's more than uh, the ocean if we compare like oh, numbers, yes. like oh, kilometers yes. and yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. years, yeah, like, like years. millions and millions and million times. So we know more about space. Uh, well, well, well how compared to? I mean, if you compare it to the ocean, I mean, space is bigger. You may say so, but if we talk about, you know, percentage, right. about the percentage, 5% of the ocean, 5% of the space, so. But why don't we talk a little bit about actually the the exploration of space? So just the key the key moments in history, just very briefly to revise them. Mr. Yuri Gagarin. When was that? 59. Uh, or 60. 61. Okay. 61. So April the twelfth, nineteen was maybe fifty nine. It was fifty seven. Fifty seven. Oh right. Yeah, and then sixty one. You're right. You should learn that for your exam. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then what was what was next? Like Apollo moon landing. Yeah. What was that? I'm bad at numbers. That was nineteen sixty. 69 69 I remember when I when I was uh, I remember being in first grade uh, which would have been 1961 and I think I remember they wheeled in a television and we watched John Glenn this was the first yeah. US manned I think orbit I think maybe the second. Well, there was uh, in 1958 Eight, there was the first U.S. satellite that went into orbit, right. and then yeah, in 1961, was, no, was yeah. there was Alan Shepard who became the first American uh, to fly into space. Okay, this is—I think this was—and then in 1962, Glenn, it was John Glenn. Um, that must have been who the one had, that I yeah, saw. Yeah, the flight. He, he actually circled. Yeah, but he, he was the, the yeah orbit. the first to orbit did, did the, the Earth. orbit. Yeah, I yeah. think I think I sat there and watched that in my little world and. Uh, and then I definitely remember, I already mentioned this on mm-hmm. an earlier podcast, I mentioned taking photographs of uh, of the moonwalk, mm-hmm. yeah, which was a big event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was old enough to sort of understand what was going on and be interested in it, kind of. Not, mm-hmm. um, so but, cool. Yeah, and then later it got more advanced, more detailed. Yeah. So we managed to get, um, you know, the detailed images thanks to the Voyager spacecraft of Jupiter and Saturn and their rings and their moons. And have you seen these, um, the pictures, you know, the pictures that they used to have something like, you know, in a, in a telescope of, I think it was Jupiter and uh, Saturn, you know, being just a blob basically. And they're like, see this dot? This is a planet and how detailed the pictures are now. Oh, yeah. This is fascinating. You can basically see what the surface looks like. Yeah, I mean, well, you can you can watch a video of one of these vehicles, right, mm-hmm. rolling around on Mars. That's fantastic, yeah. I mean, full, you know, like probably 4K or something. I don't know, really high-quality video. Can you imagine telling, you know, uh, people from the past, from like 1950, even like, okay, just 1950, you know, when there hasn't been any kind of a, you know, flight into space or around the earth, nothing like that yet, that 
you know, just in 70 years' time, 80 years' time, we'll be, we'll be able to, to, to see that. Unbelievable. Just wow. It is. Yeah. So, and what, what do we know about our galaxy? So, our galaxy, wait, what is our galaxy? Is it Milky Way? I looked this up and it's, <clears throat> I didn't know that I understood this or forgotten that, whatever. But yeah, we're in the Milky Way mm-hmm. galaxy. And is that then how you understood it? Is that something? Yeah, right that, that's, yeah, yeah, that's our what, galaxy yeah. is the Milky Way. And then we have eight planets now. So we have the solar system, we have the galaxy, and we have the universe. It's like, I mean, can from, you dumb from, it down to me? <laughs> so uh, we have the solar system on our eight planets with Pluto, which the ninth, which is the ninth. Then oh, bigger, Pluto. yeah, bigger is the galaxy, which is the Milky Way, and. Bigger, bigger is the universe. Well, the itself. universe is. It has multiple galaxies. Yeah, so we still do not know whether we know, it's finite. We know you know, it nothing, might be yeah. infinite, infinite. But so uh, in the galaxy, so we have the solar system, but it's just a part of the galaxy. So it's does just, that mean yeah. that can be that there are other? Yeah, well, systems? it's just that our sun is is in the solar system around the sun. That's a star. It's a star. Mm-hmm. It's a star. Mm-hmm. And when we're looking out there. But I looked this up. I, I mean, it's it's from Wikipedia, so it's. Who knows? We, but anyway, it says that just in our galaxy, just in our galaxy, there's other galaxies. It's estimated to co- to co- contain between a hundred and four hundred billion, with a B, stars. Okay. You know, you know, sometimes people compare themselves to a speck of dust, you know, in the in the bigger picture. Yeah. We're not even that. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're not, not even, even an atom yeah. Yeah. in the bigger picture. Have I done my thing on this uh, where I th- feel like I've done this here, but this is a, a comparison mm-hmm. that I, this actual f- fact, it's a way of, of um, visualizing Stellar distances, meaning mm-hmm. distances between yeah. stars. And have I done this? Does this sound familiar? Okay. What you do is you take and you you get out your printer and you print a, with a 12-size font, you print a period mm-hmm. yeah. on a piece of paper and put that here. Okay. Okay. You take a tennis ball. Okay, take a tennis ball. Okay. And that's going to be the, uh, that's the sun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. So the dot is the earth. Dot is the earth. The tennis ball is the sun. Now, we're not in a very big room, and but it's, if you take a room a little bit bigger than this, that's maybe uh, six meters mm-hmm. across. And I stand on one side with my piece of paper with a 12-font dot, and you stand over there with your your tennis ball that's the sun. The question is, where is the nearest star? Where is... Just we're talking about the the proportions. Okay, where is the nearest star? Presley Prospect, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Not, not even in this city. <laughs> not even in this city. Oh, wow. It's that far. Na Uralia. It's in the Urals. Oh, wow. Wow. That's the nearest star. One star. One star. That's so far. I think I think we need to stop the podcast, yes. you know, and me to have to go and have existential yeah. crisis. Everybody yeah. needs to lay down on a on a pad. That's For the way I felt yeah. it. And, and there's 200 to 400 billion st- stars that's crazy. Yeah, like, I, I thought I was being ridiculous by saying Krasny Prospect, but it's actually that's no, crazy no, far, it's yeah. it's preposterous. I mean, yeah. it's just so far. To be honest, I think my human brain cannot even process I, that. Uh, no, and it makes me sick. You know, yeah, you know, they say that once a person starts to understand, you know, things about life and something, they go crazy. So I'm afraid if I actually imagine this, this, this I'll could, just this go could, crazy. Well, I tried to do it when I was a teenager. I used to ask lots of questions, questions, but I don't know why. But for me, to me, it sounds. Uh, calming. It makes calming. me, yeah, it makes me like calm down. Like, wow. oh, everything is so big and I'm so small. And well, for some reason, it this. makes me. It makes my head spin. Yeah, I, I, it really bothers me. I mean, if it really bothers yeah. me, if you think about that for, for me anyway. If, yeah, no, it does bother me too. No, I've, I've looked at videos of space mm-hmm. before and it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. It is, it is. 
It's beautiful. It is beautiful. No one denies it's, that. It's yeah, amazing, but it's yeah. also terrifying in this way. How tiny, unimportant we are. Yeah, I do. I do start having existential crisis. So yeah, okay. Um, okay. Well, it's before I here. fall into this if void, it all, if it all falls apart for you after this, you'll know where it started. Yes, right. it all started right you know, here, <laughs> right here, that very moment. Yeah. So wait. So um, what are the 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 goals maybe or the objectives of um, space exploration now? So do you do you know what they want to do next? What they want to find out? To find a proper planet to colonize? Well, I think I think so, so that we can uh, just give up on Earth, and I, we have already spoiled it. Okay, I think let's NASA go to the next a, one. I think NASA have actually you know suggested that Mars would be a suitable planet to well, colonize. Well, I think that's what Elon Musk is doing. Is he's, he's dreaming off. Well, yeah, he's, he's he's actually he's thinking, going. He's yeah. not only is he thinking; he's going to Mars in 2024. He's selling tickets for that now. I would believe that. Any any you know, it's just uh, I mean to think that Mars is going to be a great idea, as opposed to the Earth, I think is uh, really not very clear thinking. Mm-hmm. He, he hasn't yeah. thought once. He hasn't thought that one through. You know, I it's it's weird how he says. You know, yeah, we need to like go to Mars and something, something. I'm selling tickets. This, you know, this, it's a one-way ticket. We're now coming back. And he's like, yeah, a lot of people are going to die during, you know, during the colonization process. And he laughs and you look, mm, now that looks a little bit creepy, <laughs> yes. but okay. I mean, there's plenty of people that would do crazy things like that. If you think about it, there are seven, over seven billion people in the world. There's always some crazy person out there. Well, but this crazy person has... A lot of money, status, and he knows how to make people interested in all of that. He does. And he also knows how to do the mechanics of it. Yeah. Right? He can bring the rockets back and reuse them and all those wonderful things. But, I mean, are we really, is anybody going to really live on Mars? You know, um... And save our planet... Maria, do you remember when we talked about um, different universes, we mentioned the universe, well, not the universe. Oh, we were talking about sci-fi. We talked about Ray Bradbury and Mm -hmm. we discussed how in his books, you know, he described different inventions that people laughed at at the time, you know, like earphones or things like that. And people were laughing at him like that would never happen. That would never appear to Don. We have these things. Well, lots of science fiction writers were real visionaries. But the the reason why I mention him is that he has a whole series on masculinization, you know. So, who knows? Maybe he was the one who actually... But in his books, Mars was, well, had the same problems as the Earth. So That's true. Well, because No matter where people go, they take themselves with, me, with them. <laughs> yeah. And, well, I, I'm not sure about Elon Musk. I think that maybe he's more of a dreamer and a businessman than a scientist. So, maybe he just... An not, engineer. Yeah. Uh, well, I know, but... Still, um, we need to we, we need to try to keep the Earth because yes. that's the planet for us, <laughs> and yes. we need to explore and try to save it really. Because uh, <clears throat> I've heard <clears throat> I've heard and I listened to an interview with an astro like guy who explores space. How, what do we call them? Astronaut? <clears throat> no, oh. he he doesn't go to space. He explores it like astronomer. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, kind of astronomer, yes. And he says that, well, Elon Musk is a great guy, but he's a, a dreamer because we will not be able to live on Mars. Mm-hmm. We only have the Earth. So as an astronomer, he says, like, let's uh, keep it for us. Let's save it. Okay. All right. So let's come to, you know, the first and the biggest question then. What would you say? Should we explore the space or the ocean? Ocean. Wow. Yeah, ocean. I mean, I'm, space is cool, but yeah, the, the ocean, yeah, it's, it's on our front space door. Space is cool and romantic and, uh, yeah, it <laughs> brings lots of questions and lots of dreams, but ocean can be really a helpful source for us. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be a source of different, uh, mm, well, we can uh, make lots of discoveries in the medical science, in the in biology, in, uh, well, like climate science and everything. Because, for example, ocean can <clears throat> absorb CO2 emissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, ocean can be the source of food and the source of uh, useful, like, 
well, bacteria, which mm-hmm. can lead to uh, drug uh, development and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. Even, the, you know, this immortal jellyfish, who knows? What if it really, you know, what if it really helps to find the cure? You never know. Yeah, Gary, what do you think? Space or ocean? Well, I'd, I'd go for both. How about that? Oh, no, you can't do I that. I can't do that. No, you can't. Well, I, I think this. I think space needs a vote here, so I'll, I'll give my vote for space. I actually have um, written a little list of why people tend to vote for space rather than ocean. Do you want to hear it? Do you, do you, you don't look mm-hmm. very enthusiastic, mm-hmm. sure, but you know, sure. you know, you don't have a choice. So I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna okay. say that. <laughs> so, but I have noticed that in general, you know, space stories are generally positive, whereas uh, ocean stories tend to be rather, well, negative. You know, how um, space stories, they trigger your imagination. You know, for example, wouldn't it be amazing to find life on other planets? Or wouldn't it be amazing to know what's out there? Whereas ocean stories are more mundane, like, oh, we are overfishing. How are we going to feed 9 billion people by 2050? Because, you know, by 2050, they said we're going to have 9 billion people. And they say by 2040, there's going to be more plastic in the in the ocean than fish so you know that's what they're trying to you know to prove to say so and people you know don't like that they want the the romanticism as you've said yeah and people maybe tend to think that space promises something and the ocean does not promise anything because exactly. it's on our planet we already well, what is there that we don't know it's just so boring yeah. like uh, down also, deep and here it's like space is something above maybe someone will um, come and help us yeah and some, something yeah. like this so we may say that space uh you know research is very effectively marketed thanks to that you know just think about all that. Whereas, you know, ocean tends to be more scientific because it's all about, you know, science and how we can use that. And it's not and, really, you know, interesting yeah. to the public as such. Yeah. Okay. I would also say that uh, usually when it comes to space exploration, there's no call to action. It's just, look how beautiful it is. You know, we should do it. We should do it. Whereas when people, you know, uh, the oceanographers who explore the ocean, they usually... After any research they make, after every expedition they have, they have a call to action like stop polluting, stop, you know, um, reduce your plastic usage, stop dumping things into the ocean. They always have these, you know, desperate cries. So and people also, you know, tend to move away from that to the... So what you're saying is the oceans have bad PR. Yeah. Oh, very, very yeah. Okay. Yeah. market. Has, yeah. So marketers who are responsible for ocean exploration, do your job better. Yeah. Attract people. Stop showing the seagulls with the plastic in the mouth. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, I believe that. Yeah, we should. We should. They should change. You know, the promotion maybe, and also. Space is amazing. Of course, it's beautiful. It's hard. To, it's impossible to understand the whole of it, of course. Uh, but sp- uh, the ocean is right here. and We need it to survive. We might not, you know, we might live long enough, you know, to have enough of water, whatever. But what about future generations? They might not have enough clear water or fish or anything like that too soon. So, yeah, I would vote for ocean. So three versus one. Sorry. All right. Well, I, I, I I'll that's it. We've decided mind. we need to we need to tell you know the the heads of the countries that we've decided that. Yeah. All right. Well, just, okay. Just, just tell mean- them that it was three to one. <laughs> so will the budget be bigger now on the ocean exploration oh, because we have voted for it? Course, I hope so. I Actually, that. there have been. Um, if you ever have you know spare time, watch the debate between NASA astronauts and oceanographers. So mm. there have so been. So there really know, is a debate about there this. There is a debate, you know, and it's uh, they've been public, and oh wow, that was that was brutal at times. You know, it's even well, I can't say funny, but there's more action than in political debates sometimes. I mean, yeah, and I actually wonder what our listeners think. So, do you think there should be more of? Um, space exploration or should we explore the ocean and why do you think so? We are really interested in getting to know what you think. Is that so? Right? 
Am I the only enthusiastic person? Like, please. <laughs> I want to talk to yes, people. Yes, guys, let us know. Let us know. Yeah, that's right. We, we wanted to. Let's hear you. Let's see that voting. Let's see those <laughs> hands go up across the internet. You may help Gary, you know, win this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Help me out here. I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling a little, little strange here <laughs> with all these ocean people and I'm, ocean I'm, people. I'm looking out to space. All right. All right. So that was the Big Apple School podcast. And today we discussed space and ocean. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you struggle to understand our conversation, you're always welcome to our website, which is www.bigappleschool.com slash podcast. Woo! You seem to have forgotten it a little bit, but it's a little, little rough. <laughs> we'll, we'll, there. we'll practice. We'll practice. <laughs> So I'll work on it. Make sure to check out the website because you can find full scripts of each episode there. And even more to that, you can find different articles, videos, grammar, you name it. There are so many things over there. So, and if you want to get even more content, which will help you learn English, you can follow us on the social media, such as Instagram, VK, YouTube, Telegram, and so on. Just search our name, which is Big Apple School. And you have, if, if you have kids make sure to check out the Big Apple Kids profile, which has a lot of fun stuff there too. So that was Katja. And my guests for today were... Gary. Maria. Benjamin. Stay tuned and we'll see you around. <laughs>